Welcome to Fantasy Focus Football. It is Thursday, November 10th. My name is Daniel. To my right is Mike and Field. Today's show is presented by Geico. Switch Geico. See all the ways that you could save. Just before we started, I was showing Mike Clay my fall socks, and Mike was really pumped because he's like, oh, that's cool. What are those basketballs on there? Uh, no, in fact, they are pumpkins. You are the most delightfully dad person I've ever met. <laughs> I really thought it was basketball. Seriously. Oh Squirrels and mushrooms, mushrooms. Little leaves. Why are know? there mushrooms, though? Is this uh, um, Mario? World? Yeah, I was gonna say, don't you think of fall? Like, don't you think of mushrooms in the fall? Yeah. You think of mushrooms in video games? What you think? That's I do. What it is. I go right to Mario, Mario. World. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Did you just call it Mario Mar- World? Mario. Yeah. Mario. You don't call it Mario, do you? I do. I don't know why. Oh, I, I'm completely aware that it's wrong. Here we go. See, I just want to. Uh, there's a big. There's a really big pumpkin right there I'm, on it. It's, it's that's so a basketball. Wait, you really call, hold on though. You really call it Mario? I do. Like, right. even though I, you're, I, are I'm, you incapable of no, saying like, Mario? It's kind of like Duvarney. Like, I can't say it. <laughs> I just, my brain is not there yet. It's not there. I'm working on it. Okay. I, I workshopped it. I whiteboarded it. I'm working on it. Is it Philadelphia we'll where they say Wooder? Yeah. No. I, I see. I don't Baltimore. do that one. Baltimore. Baltimore says Wooder. Wooder. I, yeah. Like, I think it's my county I'm from, Schuylkill County. Like, we just say things weird. Even when I went to college, like 45 minutes away at Kutztown, people would make fun of me for being like, what are you doing? Like, huh. yeah. What are you doing? Like, there's just things we all do, I guess, but. Especially me. By the way, we will have a, a lengthy segment later on about uh, the the Lions placing Craig Reynolds on IR prior to Kutztown University. That'll be the back half of the a show. Sad day. So uh, I'm still. I have to think about this mushroom thing. Mushrooms in fall. That's a really a thing. I'm pretty sure it is. Is it really? Is it because are you off your game because because of bowling on Tuesday? Is that what it was? Because I did so. You, you're supposed to get low scores, right? Yeah, the low, it's just like lower, lower, like lower scores. Yeah. scores the, the better. Yes, I may, exactly. I may, I started off really good, and then I may have had some adult beverages, and then it was just like, and it was tough. It Miller Lite, Mike, not so right. good at golf. I'm not so good at bowling. <laughs> oh, but neither of those <laughs> might be better at golf. I, I think so. Yeah, I think so. All right, we got a bunch of things we want to get to today. We have a yep. Thursday night football preview. Our good buddy Adam Schefter is going to stop by. Plus. Wide receiver cornerback matchups, and we're going to go through a bunch of games that we're going to talk about. But first and foremost, Field Jates, I'm going to start with you because we are on Josh Allen watch as managers here. Is there any news or updates for people that roster Josh Allen? There is, but there's not a lot of clarity. So Mm -hmm. yesterday, the Bills announced that Josh Allen is day-to-day. Head coach Sean McDermott announcing that to the media. He said they are uncertain whether Josh Allen will play on Sunday. He hasn't ruled it out, but he certainly isn't guaranteeing it either. Josh Allen did not participate in practice on Wednesday. So for fantasy, I think the prudent thing to do is pretty obvious. You should have a backup plan if you didn't already address it on waivers. We talked about this. If for some reason you were fortunate enough to be higher, high up enough on the waiver priority to grab Justin Fields, you're sitting pretty. But if you had Josh Allen as your quarterback, you probably weren't high enough up on the waiver wire yep. to get Justin Fields. Are there other options to keep an eye on? Those include the likes of Jimmy Garoppolo. We'll talk about Daniel Jones later on in the show. Maybe even Marcus Mariota. So I would be planning for no Josh Allen on Sunday. And if you get him, it's a bonus. But uh, based off no practice on Wednesday, the fact Mm -hmm. that it's day-to-day and just the typical timeline for injuries that are close to this suggests he could be out on Sunday. By the way, if you're in a really deep league or there's not much out there on waivers, I mean, as far as backups go, Case Keenum, not terrible, right? He's been serviceable in the past. I mean, it's been... Since 2019 was the last time he threw for more than 200 yards. We I'm going to go check much. on Case Keenum right now. Mike. Yeah, That's a good idea. He's out there. There you go. Yeah, but you know has, something? Look, a few years ago, it was a 2017 memory of that big year with Minnesota. It was yep. a top 15 fantasy quarterback. He just hasn't played much since then. But Did he play with he, Stephon Diggs back there in 2017? He sure did. Oh, yeah, a little, little revenge game narrative here. Uh, so there uh-huh. could be something there. But anyway, again, 16-team league, two quarterback leagues. He might be out there. 
Uh, I know in our game, he's still projected for zero points because we have Josh Allen in there. He's not many people are going to see him if they're looking at free agents. It's a guy you could grab now. And keep oh, an eye on. Dang. I went to go look for him in a league that, oh, gosh, he's taken. He's taken. And by the uh, way, Mike, I'm playing you in that league. Oh, that's league. amazing. It's our dynasty oh, league. it's our dynasty league. Where yeah. my Do quarterbacks, I I it's two quarterback <laughs> league, my quarterbacks are Lamar Jackson and both Patriots quarterbacks, Billy Zappi and Mac <laughs> oh, Jones. Wow. So All both right. of those well, players good. are currently on a bye this week, which is, is just wonderful. That's why I buried him in the projection. So you wouldn't oh, see him in there. So. See, <laughs> that is sneaky. it's a long, it's a long <laughs> game for Mike. Honestly, place. that is so, that is. I took him out of the database. <laughs> so bad. There's no quarterbacks have Case Keenum on his team? Why does someone have Case Keenum already on their roster? Maybe Ed already has Josh Allen. Yeah, Vinny yeah, Testaverde Jr. keeps being at the very top of my rankings. Rock, 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 Rock. He's projected for 34. That's what it like, is. Oh, I got to get him. <laughs> All right, let's talk about another quarterback here. Field, Kyler Murray dealing with a hamstring injury, yep. over 25 rushing yards in six straight. Any worries about Kyler Murray here for yeah. this week? Yeah, there is. Uh, he, so the, the Cardinals and the Rams, why well, does just knock them out at the same time? Yep. Because they are playing each other on Sunday. Neither team practiced on Wednesday. It's a walkthrough. I think you should expect more of that at this point of the season. We're already more than halfway through. Teams are going to be mindful of load management for the rest of the year. Kyler Murray was projected as a DNP on Wednesday. So even though they didn't practice, if they had, he would not have practiced according to the Cardinals. It's a hamstring injury, as you just mentioned. The next man up there would be Colt McCoy. There hasn't been a ton of clarity as of yet on Kyler Murray, but I would not say that he is a guarantee to play on Sunday. If we get more clarity on Josh Allen and Kyler Murray and Matthew Stafford, who has now entered the protocol, the concussion protocol today, this will all factor into our preview podcast tomorrow, what it means for not just those who have them as their quarterbacks, but also the wide receivers, the Cooper Cups and the DeAndre mm-hmm. Hopkins and the Rondell Moores and the Stephon Diggs of the world. Yeah, that's going to go ahead, Mike. I, yeah, I was just going to say, is Cole McCoy available in your league? Because uh, he, he, no, actually, I look back John to last Wolford. season. Yeah. I mean, for, uh, yeah, for Arizona, I mean, I he played, check. you check while I, while <laughs> I uh, read this off. So this is going to help you feel a little more inspired. So two, he played two full games last year. Cole, Cole McCoy. McCoy did for okay. Arizona. 249 yards and 16 fantasy points against the Niners. Pretty good defense. And then 328 and two touchdowns and almost 23 fantasy points against wow. Seattle. He was pretty good wow. last year filling in in this uh, in this Kingsbury offense. So I don't want to scare you, Mike, but I might be starting Colt McCoy and John <laughs> Wolford against you, <laughs> you on win. Sunday. So <laughs> I just I just got Colt McCoy. So we're halfway to this happening. Let me maybe see if I can get Wolford right, right now. Be the general yeah, Mike. Yeah, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll trade you a, a 19th round pick for John Wolford. Uh, listen, if need I be. will give you Russell Wilson for any of those guys. Honestly, Stop. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I'll take them. Will you? Uh, no, uh, sorry, by Wolford, Ben Skoranek has officially yeah. been dropped to make room. Oh, for, uh, all right, I'll put my Mike. Claim you in. better be careful now. I could be loaded. I'm on helping you beat me. I'm actively not not joking. I cannot believe you dropped Ben Skoranek, who is definitely going to go off with John Wolford. Like they're definitely going to have. Oh, that's exactly how fantasy football. Yes. Yeah. Just oh, to yeah. be clear. Yeah. All um, right. Let's talk. By the way, Wolford, uh, he played one full game last year too. Threw for over two hundred yards at like what was it, fifty six rush yards. Hey, you know he's it's like better than Aaron Rodgers. You should that drop is. all your players for these quarterbacks. I'm just all saying, if players. I beat Mike in our dynasty league <laughs> with Ben, uh, sorry, with Colt McCoy and John Wolford, um, not only will I brag about it. You'll be relegated. Yeah. Uh-huh. We will kick you out of the league. Listen, I'm missing Waller, Jamar Chase. Oh, you're going to have me Najee Harris is getting benched. My team's falling apart. We're gonna, so. You're going to get relegated to the Yahoo gonna say, this, this, I was going to say, this chair sounds, it's got like magic powers. <laughs> like, you know, like. I don't know. Oh I, think you, I think you're the one complaining about your team. Today. Oh, Not that's me. fair. I mean, I snuck some in there, but we'll but, see. All right. It's on. It's on. I, you know, we're playing in the focus league, too. I noticed Are that. You yeah, that team are going down. It's a big, yeah. it's a big week. Wow. All right, let's talk one big more, uh, two more players real quickly. Debo Samuel was a full participant in practice. 
right now, wide receiver 10 on this week is the consensus. I know we just talked about Jimmy Garoppolo. Like if you need a quarterback, because we just went through the list of potential mm-hmm. quarterbacks, you might not have feelings on Debo Samuel or Brandon Ayuk here this week, Mike. Well, if Debo plays, you start him. If Debo, let's see if Debo's out, you definitely start. Ayuk. Start I mean, definitely. he's a lineup block. He's yeah. had what a plus targets in three straight. He's been really productive. If Debo plays, Ayuk's. I mean, four teams on a bye. I still think you're starting him. He's been so good as of late. The only thing yeah. is, this could be the first week if Debo goes where we have a full McCaffrey, Debo, Ayuk, Kittle. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of mouths to feed in an offense that likes to run the football, and they're still going to run the football. So uh, I'm not. I, I wouldn't say Ayuk is must start in all formats if Debo's out there, but he's still he's been he's been really good as of late. Yeah, just to rem- just for those that are wondering, we mentioned these things now because there are a ton of players who are dealing with injuries. So mm-hmm. it sounds like you'll have Debo yeah. back on the field, and I thought this was important too. Daniel was that Aaron Jones practiced yesterday for the Packers, very big limited, which you'd expect because of that ankle injury, but just like the reporting from Shefty was that he should be good to go on Sunday. I was bracing, not because I doubted Shefty's reporting, but just because I know how ankles work. I was bracing for the possibility that like Wednesday, Thursday, Aaron Jones absent returns on Friday, comes into the game questionable. Yep. Practicing Wednesday certainly is not the kind of thing that you'd expect a guy who is unexpected to play on Sunday to do. So it sounds like both Aaron Jones, Ebo Samuel will be available this week in their respective matches. And by the way, if Jones is surprisingly out, then Dylan lineup lock for sure. And I know he hasn't been good. He hasn't had a double-digit fantasy point game since week one, but with no Aaron Jones, he'll get 20 touches in that we game. Should, he'll be an RB1. We should start dedicating like uh, Wednesdays, which are our quietest days usually, for just like therapy sessions about teams. Mm-hmm. What the you-know-what happened to the to the Green Bay uh-huh. Packers and just uh-huh. dive into each player. Yeah. What yeah. the heck happened to all of them? That's that sounds Allen like uh, off-season off-season report, or maybe as each team gets eliminated from the playoffs or yeah. something. Ooh. Have like a funeral or something. I like that. That's yeah. not bad. Very it's going to happen Fantasy funerals. Hashtag fantasy funerals. All right, that's going to do it for our news. You guys ready to talk Thursday Night Football? Let's yeah. do it, I guess. All game right. Preview. Game preview. Hey, oh, it's back. Game preview. Whoa. Love nice. that. We've got Falcons at the Panthers. We are that's really... Why, that's why I wasn't as excited. That's See, it. now you get it. Now you understand. <laughs> Lineup blocks for this game include Cordero Patterson. <laughs> See, there's my point. One. One guy. I mean, I might put DJ Moore in there, but maybe, maybe, Close, yeah. maybe. He had, two of his last three games have been huge. He's been top 10, two of his last. Anyway, we'll get to that. Yeah. All right. Let's start with the Falcons really quickly. Marcus Mariota, Cordero Patterson is a lineup block now that he's back. Returned from injury. Looked really nice last week. So we trust him here this week. Marcus Mariota, guy that is, again, no Lamar Jackson this week because of bye. Potentially no Josh Allen. You got at least plan on it. Kyler Murray, you're worried about. Matthew Stafford, you shouldn't be starting. But there's at least a handful of quarterbacks that you're thinking about. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Marcus Mariota might be on the streaming radar if you need somebody here this week. Yeah, I mean, he's been a top 10 scorer three of the past five weeks. And I'll regurgitate a stat I used last week because it's still alive. Another week guess. into the season. Teams that have scored at least two touchdowns in every game. The Bills, the Chiefs, the Eagles. And the Atlanta Falcons, they keep getting the job done. And we know Mariota has added a little with his arm, but adds a lot with his legs as well. So definitely on the streaming radar. Uh, so just the most important thing people should be mindful of is weather? that every time. Oh, is there weather concerns? Oh, yeah. It's supposed, supposed to be, to be a little rainy tonight uh, in, in, in Charlotte. Um, but I do have Marcus Mariota as my backup in the War Room League. Oh. Dak Prescott's my starting quarterback. So obviously mm. it's been sort of piecing things together throughout this season. Every time that I've needed Marcus Mariota to really come through, he has been down. 
weeks in which I have not needed him, he has gone off on my bench. Do you need him? Was this he week? just tell, just giving me a hard time for Hold complaining? On, this <laughs> is, this, this, oh, I'm, just, not, I'm not looking for sympathy. I'm just admitting. It sounds like you're. Right. No, 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 I'm trying to give good. people advice. This is good for I, our fantasy listeners. listeners. He was in my lineup, so you know he's, he's going out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So listen. I mean. Yes, I have Cooper <laughs> Cup and also Tyreek Hill and Alvin Kamara and no big deal Austin Eckler on my team. But, you know, I only got like 11 from Marcus Mariota <laughs> last week. So I won by 77. It was kind of a humiliating win. No, more seriously. Do you have any, uh, any other teams you want to talk about? Yeah, sure. Let's just no, do this now. More seriously, we'll though, do, on Mariota. Field, it's just like, we do field stock? The, you want to just do field stock now? We know that. Like, we <laughs> know with Mariota. stock later. We know with Mariota, though, like, the formula is, while they have scored two-plus touchdowns in every game this season, two-plus offensive touchdowns, we know with Mariota is that, like, if you don't get really good rushing output, which it can be somewhat difficult to forecast, yeah. uh, then you might be screwed because be he has 15 or more completions in one of his seven last his past seven games. Holy, so, 15 completions? 15 completions. Mm -hmm. Yikes. Yeah. All right. Well, are there any other, like, I think, I, and I just want to say this, the pass catcher that I'm considering here this week is Kyle Pitts. Okay. I'm not really comfortable with Drake London. Mm -hmm. And I don't feel comfortable with Kyle Pitts. I don't like either one of these guys. But if I'm starting someone that is catching passes from the Falcons, for me, it is Kyle Pitts. He's inside my top yeah. 10 at the tight end position just because of what tight end is and what he could right. do. If Kyle Pitts were a wide receiver in our game, we wouldn't be talking about him. Nope. No. Nope. But he's so, a tight end. So we get to talk about potentially starting Kyle Pitts. Is there any chance that you are starting any potential pass catcher other than Kyle Pitts tonight against the Panthers from the Falcons. I think it's possible. I mean, first of all, Pitts remains in the tight end one conversation just because Crazy. he's at some at some points. He's I mean, the target share is good, but he's had some good games. He's three, had of, a few. three of his past six have been 10 plus points. And by the way, when they first, when they played Carolina earlier this season, five for 80 in a touchdown, that is the most fantasy points Carolina is allowed to a tight end this season. So he did deliver against them. There's some reason for optimism. Okay. And I'll say this, Drake London, you know, last week had seven targets. That's the most he's seen since week five. 29% uh, target share is hard to ignore when you're considering wide receiver three options. Uh, I, but again, six not, straight games it's not, under yeah. 45 yards and under nine fantasy points. Like, it's been rough. I get, I get it, but... It's just it's just one of the things like you're That's just one chasing of those times that where like you normally target share is a rock solid metric to evaluate. I'd like to also know the raw number or the per game number of targets, yep. right? Like I said, it's like seven last week. He's got week a thirty-three percent target share, good enough for four point two targets per game, right? Like it's. I, I think it's if this was, I'm with you. especially because this is a Thursday game. The idea of starting Drake London, who has not impressed me as like anything other than a desperation. I don't have anyone else because of bye weeks makes it tough because mm -hmm. I already have a non-running quarterback, whether whether or not it is a factor or something to think about. And he's just not been involved. So tough for me. It's it's tough. Cordero Patterson. There's a reason why Cordero Patterson is like the only lineup lock. It feels like on this Falcons mm -hmm. team. How about from the other side of the game? The Panthers, DJ Moore, Mike, is he a lineup lock? Is he a like a line, a flex lock more maybe than a lineup lock? I have him 24th, so it depends on your format, but I'm starting him if I have him. You know, he had that dud last week. PJ Walker struggled and Baker Mayfield came in and we know Baker hasn't really thrown the ball to him. But before that, with PJ Walker, both of his full games, seven for 69 and a touchdown, six for 152 and a touchdown at 21 combined targets in those two games. And it's a great matchup. Atlanta's still down AJ Terrell. They're still down Casey Hayward. Yep. We'll see if Rashad Fenton at some point plays a role. He didn't last week. He was active, but still learning the playbook, presumably. But the Falcons have allowed the second most fantasy points to receivers, 45 and a half per game, 12 
times this season a receiver has at least 15 fantasy points against them. We know DJ Moore is going to see a huge target share. I'm still I'm still in on him. I feel pretty good about that connection with Walker. And if people are wondering why are you optimistic on Deontay Foreman after a dud last week, well, remember, two weeks prior to that, he was good. We're not entirely sure what Chuba mm-hmm. Hubbard's role will be mm-hmm. or availability will be for tonight. And most importantly is the reason why Deontay Foreman laid an egg last week was because the Panthers were getting blown out like basically from jump last week so we figured that a game that should be more competitive first of all the 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 panthers no matter how bad they are they're not going to be down 35 to nothing or whatever it was at halftime all the time right (laughs) second of all we know the falcons only play close games these two teams should be it you know should should be a low scoring game Mm -hmm. should be a competitive game deontay foreman due to game script should be on the field a whole bunch more the limiting factor remains the fact that he doesn't catch passes or has done so infrequently so far this year, but especially yep. if Chuba Hubbard is unavailable or very limited tonight, reason to believe that Deontay Foreman belongs as a strong flex consideration or even low-end RB2. I'm going to talk, talk about Terrace Marshall a little bit later on in the show as a part of Squirrel Sox, so we'll save him, but let's pick this game. Let's do it. This would be fun. I kind of want to pick more often. Okay. Uh, who you got? You go first. Uh, I'll take the Falcons. Falcons are Falcons minus are three. favored by three in the game. Is they are, minus, well, they are minus three. Yeah. All right, so wow, I am really close to the line. I'm 24, 21 Falcons. Um, so the and over the exact I number. The exact 24, 21? 24, 21. Wow. Normally your projections always come out to like, I know. You know, 22.76 to like 19.24. Well, I might, I might have rounded, but that's okay. it. That's yeah. the rounded score. Okay. It's basically score. the same as the line. So I'm, I'm, I'm in line with Vegas on this. Are one. you a single integer rounder or do you do double integers? Uh, it depends okay. on context. All right. depends. Are we talking like uh, fair catch? Uh, projections. I shouldn't have started this. I shouldn't like, have started this field. I made a uh, mistake. Yeah, like the season long yes, yards. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. How, how much time do we have? We'll I'm, get into this. I'm gonna take. I've never the, seen Mike so passionate. I know. I love it. I love it. I'm gonna take the Falcons here as well. I think they're just gonna run the football. Getting Cordero Patterson back. Maybe. Maybe we get another Kyle Pitts study today. I don't know. It's what good, it, what would you frisky. say your projection is for a Kyle Pitts touchdown? Like 0.3 or 0.4? Well, I haven't projected for 16 points, but he's only projected for 0.4 touchdowns. So Okay. All right. So know. mostly yardage and catches. Got it. All yeah. Right. That's sort of how projections work. Noted. Right. Noted. Let's talk wide. Oh, go ahead. Just, just quickly. Who would you guys pick to win the NFC South right now? I Actually, we just did a column where we did like predictions. Second half predictions yes, is an did. NFL oh, yeah. column. Yep. And mine was Atlanta holds on. And the reason is their schedule is the easiest so in the league yeah. the rest of the season. I mean, they have they play one team with a winning record, and that's at the Niners, I think. Okay. That's it. Everything well, the Niners else. Niners are 4-4, four four, though, so it may not mean. Maybe, maybe that's a fair point. Record. I, might, I think that's the game. But anyway. No, they, they've already played every, because they beat Yeah, somebody else. It's, it's a tough game. Maybe at Baltimore. Something like that. They have one game that's like. What else right, is there? new? Mike forgetting things, no, not paying attention terrible, to detail. But Remember every other they game. Lost, they, they beat him 27-13. Uh-huh. That was the game in which the 49ers were down big in the second half. And they ran like a, a 19 play, 77 right. yard drive that took away like 11 minutes off the clock. I think Atlanta was like, please keep doing this, mm-hmm. right? Like, you want seven points? We'll trade you 11 minutes for seven points. Daniel's looking at the schedule right now, I'm assuming. Carolina, Chicago, Washington, Pittsburgh, and then a bye in week 14, and then New Orleans, Baltimore, Baltimore. Arizona, and Tampa Bay. So that's wow. it. Every yeah. team has a losing record except for Baltimore. Yeah. And I think Tampa has a tougher draw because A, they had the first place schedule, and B, just a couple of teams that are on their schedule, like Seattle this Sunday, yeah. are a more difficult opponent. Yeah, I have them like 21st in strength this schedule. Guten so Tag! Closer to middle pack, but yeah, there you go. So do you speak any German or no? I do not. No. Uh, you? I do not sprechen Sie Deutsch. No. Whoa! That's good. Well, hey, thanks, guys. I appreciate that. <laughs> what does that mean? So you do? I, I, I don't speak German, no. As he speaks, is that German. what that is? That is that what, what it means? I don't. I don't speak German. Well, no. I said I don't 
So that, that's English, you technically. Learned. I don't know how to say I don't. I German. don't. I don't speak German. <laughs> yes. Okay. okay. You, did you learn that for every language? For, so no, I did not. No. Double I don't, negative. I, I, don't, I don't speak German means I do speak German. Yeah. Uh, I just know uh, Guten Tag, and that's about it. That's about it. I don't even know what that means. Uh, Hello? Maybe. Probably. Sounds, sounds about You're right. You're asking the wrong person. Yeah. I could tell All you right. about punter projections. Oh, you want to get back to that? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was long no. snappers. <laughs> All right. Let's All talk. Mike Clay Shatter Report here for a week. He's a brainiac, brainiac. He's Mike Clay. And as we always do, we're going to start out with a matchup against the Detroit Lions because Mike Clay is one of my best friends. And so we always start with the ones that hurt the most. Mike. What hurts the most? Why we love the Bears wide receivers this week. Yeah, see, I don't, I I feel like we should just kind of ignore these matchups because we just, they're playing the Lions, upgrade them. Right? All right. Like at this point, we don't need to. You don't need to get it. Well, but I'll I guess a couple we'll, thoughts in here. You go in, uh, I'll offer just a couple thoughts from what I saw last week from the Bears passing off as the debut of Chase. Okay. Yeah, all right. You go first. Yeah, all right. I'll go first. So, uh, first of all, Claypool, you know, we talked about this early in the offseason or early in the season. He was playing the slot, right? He was the primary slot for Pittsburgh. He was not last week for Chicago. He's moved outside. 12 of his 15 routes were on the perimeter. Uh, Darnell Mooney gets most of the run in the slot. He's at 58% this year, but really it's just, you know, the Lions can't figure out corner, right? Jeff nope. Okuda has been fine on one side. Sometimes. Kind of fell off a little from, yeah. from earlier this season, but yeah. uh, he's at least holding it in a spot. Uh, otherwise, it's a mess, right? Jerry Jacobs, AJ Parker, if he's back this Amani week. Those guys are, has been, he, he got benched oh, twice already this season. It is just man. a mess. They cannot solve it. Lions just to put some numbers on it. Fourth most fantasy points to receivers, eight touchdowns, the second highest yards per target. Top 10 in fantasy points allowed to both the perimeter and the slot. And, and again, you'll see the Bears move these guys around the field a lot. So there's not any clear one-on-ones, but it's a it's just a blanket upgrade across the board for these it's guys. It's tough to trust one of these Bears wide receivers, though, but just with how bad it's been field. But do, is there one that you would prefer over the others here in this matchup? I do have Darnell Mooney higher. There's a little bit more chemistry. He's going to play in the slot that Mike uh, yeah. has mentioned. But also, like, I will say this. I felt pretty good about how things looked last week for that Bears passing Agreed. offense. Yeah. like. Chase Claypool, who had just gotten there on, I'm feeling, I think either Wednesday morning or, or Tuesday night at the earliest. I know that the numbers did not blow you away. He had a drawn defensive pass interference, mm-hmm. which I know those don't count for fantasy points. But you know, if 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 the the, the defender is not interfered with him, that might be another thirty yard mm-hmm. catch. And then late in the game, there was an extremely controversial and like I don't know how they didn't call it play. Where again, Chase Claypool is like thirty five yards down the field and he got mugged. By the Dolphins, like those two plays could have really changed the narrative yeah. around Chase Claypool. I would expect, because logically anybody would expect this, that the role for Claypool grows over each week that succeeds going forward. And there is just something to be said about how important a quarterback playing with the confidence that Justin Fields is, can how that can impact the rest of this offense. I know this team is not going to probably end up winning a ton of games this year. Isn't it like there's excitement, there's buzz, there's belief right now. I feel confident that this offense will grow this year, even if the the brilliance of Justin Fields may be for fantasy purposes more about his rushing. I kind of liked what I saw last week from that passing offense. Yeah, and he only played, he was clearly limited. He only played like 20 snaps and he had a 21% target share. That's a good point in the right direction. But, uh, you know, I have the same concerns as last week with consistency. Uh, You know, again, it's the same kind of thing with like Drake London, where is he going to get? five, six, seven targets every week. So. I don't know. Yeah. Like there yeah. can be some duds mixing, but they are trying to manufacture touches for him. And that offense is starting to score touchdowns as well. So it does I do strike feel better. Me though that like, I think Atlanta is going to stick to what they've done because a, yeah. they're yeah. in first place and B, like, I just, they, they just probably feel like with their quarterback, they can't do a whole lot more. Chicago could working. open things up a little bit here, right? Yeah, maybe, maybe you're still going to have fields <laughs> scrambling a ton, but 
Totally. Uh, might help. Yeah. I mean, he yeah. might be able to turn more of those scrambles into passes <clears throat> as guys get open. So we'll see. But nothing wrong. Good with matchup, that. though. Yeah, really good matchup, yeah. and you love that. You love we're, that. We're gonna get a lot of questions. I think should I start this Bears wide receiver over this struggling person that's probably better this week just because of that like matchup? Every <laughs> Packers player. Yeah. Sorry. All right. Let's talk about Amari Cooper. Excuse me. Taking on the Minnesota Dolphins. Is he gonna get a Xavier Howard shadow here, Mike Clay? Did we just hear what you just said? What did I say? <laughs> the Minnesota who? The Minnesota Vikings? The Minnesota Dolphins? Did I say Minnesota <laughs> Dolphins? said the Minnesota Dolphins. Did Xavier Howard play for the Minnesota Vikings at any point in time? Uh, no, he did not. Why would he's I say a, he's Minnesota? He's a Dolphins he's a lifer. Dolphin for, that's right. I mean, yeah. it didn't Baylor seem like he was going Miami. to be yeah, for, a while. Yeah, for a while. He yeah. was going to be on his way. Yeah. He might have the record for most like trade demands in the yeah. last decade or something. But <laughs> oh, he's well paid. Yeah, they're, they're well taking paid. care yeah. of him. But anyway, uh, one of the better corners in the NFL. I expect him to shadow... Uh, Amari Cooper in this game and Cooper's on the perimeter about 75% of the time. So he should be on him on a majority of those plays. That being said, uh, Howard hasn't been as good this year as in years past. You look at Great. some guys he shadowed, started off really well against Devonte Parker. Rashad Bateman had that long touchdown against him. Stefan Diggs, seven for 74. That's actually pretty good, I yeah. guess, to contain him to that. T Higgins, seven for 124 and a touchdown at a big game against him. Justin Jefferson, six for 107. So, He's been all right. Not great. It's nothing that I'm super worried about. Amari Cooper's still going to see a lot of targets. I think you still start him, but maybe avoiding DFS this week. It is a tougher matchup than usual. Sure. I will say it might be because Miami is scoring so many points that they're creating positive, I guess, well, positive game script for passing right. offenses mm -hmm. on the other side. But they're, they are the worst team in terms of defending opposing quarterbacks this year in fantasy. They're mm -hmm. dead last. So, which makes, I don't know, if you, if you are really like, in a, in a tricky spot, like you could do worse than Jacoby Brissett this week, yeah. whose number sort of surprised me when I first read Mike's projections. And then I was like, oh, wait, it's the Dolphins. That caught my attention. Moreover, like the, the, the Browns, I think, feel like they found something the last time they took the field before they hit their bye. I mean, I, you know, it mm -hmm. might be a little bit of a, that might be fleeting, but mm -hmm. we'll see. So uh, the Browns offense could be okay coming out of their bye. DPJ healthy, David Njoku maybe on the field, Amari Cooper. So mm -hmm. interesting game. I got to say shout out to David Presley, our producer, because he knows he knew where my brain was headed. Xavier Rhodes was drafted by the Minnesota uh, Vikings, and I saw Xavier and Howard, and it was just like, you know, this whole Xavier thing. Xavier Rhodes. Yeah, that's my fault. Yep. My fault. Uh, just this is going to sound like a silly question, Mike. I'm just going to state this out loud. You have a positive matchup for the Chicago Bears wide receivers. You have a negative matchup for Amari Cooper here. Would you start either of these Bears over Amari Cooper? Hmm. No, I've, I still have Cooper 16th. I mean, he's been yeah. so good this year. It's hard, to, it's hard to move the needle too far. So just because it's a down matchup doesn't mean you bench somebody. It just means lower expectations. That's, right. That's all we're saying. That's right. Sometimes it's more even apl applicable to DFS, right? Yeah, Sometimes absolutely. it's just avoid this guy this week. Cleveland, uh, smart trade to get a quarter Mario Cooper. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Nailed it. Let's talk about the Buffalo Bills because without knowing what we're going to do with Josh Allen under center, I don't think that really impacts the fact that these wide receivers probably still have a good matchup here against the Vikings. Yeah, great matchup. Minnesota has struggled big time against receivers. Receivers and you know the numbers here six most fantasy points two receivers second most over expected so if we adjust for the volume they face they've been even worse the most fantasy points allowed to the perimeter guess who lines up out there that's not a good this is not a good matchup for that right <laughs> Stefan Diggs 60% of the time Gabriel Davis 90% of the time they're allowing the highest yards per target to receivers they've also allowed the ninth most fantasy points to the slot so even you know, when Diggs is inside, it looks good. It looks good for Isaiah McKenzie. So across the board, yeah. we're upgrading these guys. Maybe that offsets some of the loss if Josh Allen is out in this game and helps you feel a little more secure with those guys. But uh, again, this one, it's it's fluid. We're just going to have to keep an eye on this and, and the 
Josh Allen status. Knowing Stephon Diggs lines up outside 60% of the time, he's still a good fantasy player 100% of the time, though. That's the way that we look at it. You know, he might move there. down to like wide receiver seven for me this week if we find out that it's Case Keenum and not Josh Allen. He was making an anchorman joke. I'm oh, really proud of you I for picking it. up. Yeah. But like, I was in a, I, we do this thing on, on CSS DFS where Mike never gets any of Al's pop culture Wait, references. You're not Al. If Al said that, I'd be like, what are you talking like, about? What was that? <laughs> all right. I just wanted, I was proud of you for a second there, okay. man. You are the most dad person of all time. That's true. Right. Um, all right, so you're saying play all of these uh, Buffalo Bills wide receivers, regardless yeah. of well, even with Case uh, Keenum uh, under center? I mean, Diggs, Diggs is a lock no matter what. I yep. don't care who the Three. quarterback is. Gabe Davis is on the fence either way. I think you feel better if Allen's in there. You know, yeah. we people get mad when he has down games based on where we rank him, but that's just what we talk about. Yes. He's boom bust. He's going to have some huge games and win you weeks. He's going to have some down weeks. It's a, it's part of the process. You bucket, just have to baby. deal with it. He's in our bucket. you got to ride that buckets. roller coaster. Right. You can't but jump on and jump yeah. off. Exactly. So um, you're committed he's, to it, he's on yeah. the fence, yeah. maybe less likely to use him if Keenum's in there, but still a close call. He could hit for a long touchdown regardless of the quarterback. McKenzie, I don't Think about NFL. About, yeah. yeah, you're um, Isaiah McKenzie. Think yeah. about NFL teams. Like when you had Ryan Fitzpatrick as your starter, maybe not as much towards the end of his career, but it was like you take the good, which is like the potential for 400 yards, with the bad, which was like the potential for four interceptions in the first half. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe not yeah. In the first half. Maybe over the course yeah. of the uh, game, maybe. Right? I think he's done that. Okay, <laughs> he's probably done. That. All right, check, check out more of Mike Clay's Shadow Report on E+. It's one of the best articles that Mike does the entire... Also, check out the playbook. Why Thank not check you. out Field Pass while you're at it? There's hey. just a whole bunch of stuff to check out here Content. on E+. When we come back, we are going to talk squirrel stock and have our friend Adam Schefter join us for a little bit of news, Field GH. But first, Geico wants to know, how would you like to save some money? Love it. Well, of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with your homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance and more. And Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways that you can save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. Make Little Caesars the official pizza sponsor of the NFL part of your game day. Order online during the Pizza Pizza pregame, one hour before NFL games, and get ready for some football and fun. Choose your favorite Little Caesars pizza or pick the toppings you crave. Either way, you win. And speaking of winning, everyone scores with convenient delivery or their in-store pizza portal pickup. So grab some friends and enjoy a few slices during the tastiest hour before kickoff. Pizza Pizza! pizza. All right, here we are for Week 10 Squirrel Stock. The segment that everybody has been waiting for. Mm. I realize you used all week. Now it's finally Thursday. You're here for the two things that you're looking for, Squirrel Stock and CSS DFS. You get both of them today, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Let's start with Squirrel Stock up. And this one, I'm be a little bit of a surprise. I'm going with Dalton Schultz here. Squirrel Stock up for a couple like reasons, it. okay? Yeah. The Dallas Cowboys have not looked fantastic from a passing game perspective, but they want to be a team that utilizes Dak Prescott and CeeDee Lamb and Dalton Schultz. I've heard they might want to go out and acquire someone like Odell Beckham Jr. They don't want to just run the ball with Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard because this is a playoff team that needs to be able to have a passing game. And one way that that can happen is through Dalton Schultz after Dak Prescott getting back from being hurt, including Mm -hmm. Dalton Schultz being hurt. Coming out post by, I see their passing game getting more on track. And what you haven't seen from Dalton Schultz so far this year, I think we're going to start seeing it here going forward. So squirrel stock up for me on Dalton Schultz. Yeah, I agree. And we've seen some of it when Dak has played, right? He's been a top 12 scorer at tight end every time Dak has played this season. I will say this, this week, the Packers haven't allowed 10 and a half fantasy points to a tight end in a game this season. So Ooh. maybe short term, a little mild concern, but he's a tight end one again. He's yeah, back. 11 catches in the two games since Dak returned. I had a lot of Dalton Schultz coming into the yeah, season. I did both. not forecast that he would get hurt or that mm-hmm. Dak would get mm-hmm. hurt, but it's clear like the numbers support it. And then just go watch it and listen to Dak talk about him. 
Like mm-hmm. he talks yeah. about Dalton Schultz reverentially. There is a trust there and they've gotten good production out of their two rookie tight ends. There's a trust for Dalton Schultz. He is the number two pass game option with Dak Prescott under center. But throw it more, Dallas. More yes. passing. Please throw it more. More volume, more passing. That's right. All right, let's do another guy here. And I'm talking, we've already talked to this guy once. Daniel Jones, squirrel mm-hmm. stock up. Listen, we talked at the beginning of the show. Hey, what do you do if you're a Josh Allen manager? You might need a quarterback, right? Well, if you need somebody, Daniel Jones, available in almost 50% of leagues. He gets the Houston Texans and the Detroit Lions after the Giants buy. You want to talk about two matchups that feel really good for a quarterback that knows how to use their legs? Yeah. He has six rush attempts in every game this season. He is averaging, averaging almost seven points per game just from his legs at the quarterback spot. Not somebody that I love. You know, there's a, there's a cap on his ceiling based on the offense that's around him, Mm -hmm. but because he utilizes his legs still in the throes of bye weeks or if you're a Josh Allen manager next couple weeks, stock up for Daniel Jones based on these matchups. Yeah. I wish he added more with his arm and they're playing Houston this week and they don't allow much because teams run against him, but that's kind of the thing. You know, Jones adds a lot of value with his legs. Houston is awful at stopping the run. That might be where he helps you this week. He might yeah. score a rushing touchdown and put up 50, 60 yards with his legs, and that's I'm a fine. More, yeah. that's I'm fine. a little more tepid, I would say. Uh, just because about the ceiling, right? Yeah, that's the ceiling. Me just, the ceiling. Yeah, yeah, because he's got four games this year with zero passing touchdowns. Yeah. And four games with at least one, but he's only got two games with two passing touchdowns. So uh, he has, I think, only eclipsed uh, 20 fantasy points once so far this Correct. season. So that's it's accurate. a minimal ceiling for Daniel Jones, and I think that's what's happening is that Guys that were not on the radar in the preseason were valuing more. Even if, like, if you go look at total fantasy points, it's not like, I don't even know if Daniel Jones Jones has more than Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers even. It's just that when we thought Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers would be stars Mm. and we weren't thinking a whole lot about Daniel Jones this season, it just feels different. But it gives you that floor, though, with his legs, which helps a little bit, right? Yeah. He's one of them guys this week, the projections love. He's, he's like, in the top 12, and it was little bit of a mystery and I was kind of digging in and it really is his rushing yeah. production that's been so good three games over 60 rushing yards so far this year like I said seven almost seven fantasy points just from his legs uh we'll see how it works out against the Detroit Lions and against the Texans all right let's do another stock up here and I'm talking You're feeling optimistic today yeah, I you love, are, yeah. I love stock up stock up is fun to me let's talk Terrace Marshall Jr. Mike I know that we've talked about this on CSS DFS uh-huh. Since the Robbie Anderson trade, Terrace Marshall, seven catches for 140 yards and a touchdown. He's a full-time wide receiver in this offense. Mm -hmm. His snaps, his routes run, they have basically equaled what DJ Moore has done over the last two weeks. Again, post Robbie Anderson. So as a full-time wide receiver here, this is somebody that I love just because he's on the field more often than he was last year. Now, Still a PJ Walker led offense. All right. So we're going to temper expectations a little bit with what we expect from him. But as a wide receiver that is getting a ton of looks and volume here from this, what this offense can Mm -hmm. be. I love Terrace Marshall as just a future play, a flex play, deeper flex play for these bye weeks coming up here in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I I agree. And remember, he came in as a second round pick and has disappointed so far, but he was super young. That was kind of the thing with him. You have to maybe give him some time. It happens sometimes. He looks pretty good the past couple weeks. 15 targets in those two games and the matchup great against Atlanta. Atlanta. No better than second in yards, touchdowns, catches, fantasy points to uh, wide receivers this season. So in a good spot here as well. Yeah, I would think that if you get anything consistently from Terrace Marshall the rest of the way in redraft leagues, you feel really good about it. Mm -hmm. 
I think the most important part is he has resuscitated his dynasty value yeah. yes. because yep. he was a player that a lot of us were attracted to coming out. He was the other LSU wide receiver. Mm-hmm. They've had ridiculous yeah. wide receivers. Uh, so the dynasty value back on the radar here for Terrace Marshall. Mm-hmm. He's a hold when you thought maybe, I don't know, six weeks ago, he was radioactive and really 100% no value. 100% feel. Love that. All right, let's do one more squirrel stock down. This a down. This one's Come tough. On, man. It's tough because wow. Aaron Rodgers said, Aaron Rodgers said the Detroit Lions did not beat us on Sunday, hmm. but it's weird because I swear there's an extra L in their loss wow. column. So I don't, yeah, three and yeah, six I, don't, now. I don't get that. But here's what's tough. Aaron Rodgers is still rostered in 80% of leagues. Yeah, makes no sense. Why? Why are we rostering Aaron Rodgers in 80% of leagues? I got, here's a real quick thing. I'm going to be fast about this because David Presley, our producer, wants me to go quickly, and I understand that we got a big show to be able to get to. Here's a list of things Aaron Rodgers has not done. 19 quarterbacks. 19 quarterbacks have thrown at least three touchdown passes in a game so far this year. Aaron Rodgers has not thrown for three touchdown passes once in a game. Mm -hmm. 300 passing yards. Aaron Rodgers has not hit 300 passing yards. 28 other quarterbacks in the NFL have done that. He also has not hit 17 fantasy points once this season. Field, how many starting quarterbacks are there in the NFL? 32, as far as I know, yeah. Okay, well, 35 quarterbacks have hit that mark, and Aaron Rodgers has not done it. What happened to this two-time MVP, this guy that's supposed to be a Hall of Famer? I know. 80% rostered. Please, people, drop Aaron Aaron Rodgers. You do not need to roster Aaron Rodgers. Can we undo the Devontae Adams trades? Oh, dude, you need it so bad. It hurts. So, obviously... Squirrel stock down on Aaron Rodgers, people, please. Let's go through this one more time really quickly before we move on to our good friend, Adam Schefter. Squirrel stock up with Dalton Schultz. Squirrel stock up with Daniel Jones and Terrace Marshall. And unfortunately, or very fortunately, squirrel stock down for Aaron Rodgers as a quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. Yikes. And with that, we say hello and good morning to everybody's favorite NFL insider, Adam Shefty. Shefty, what's going on? I just called you Adam Shefty. Hello there, Fields. How you doing? I'm doing great, and I've got my return screen over here. I see a little bit of chest being exposed, but not too much, Shefty, as we America got to see. Little, well, that's why, that's why I just pulled my zipper up. I'm a little bashful <laughs> about showing off too much there, Field. Shefty, I got to tell you, like, I know it's TV, and it's, it's, it was entertaining as all get out, and um, I thought that the general response, including from my own wife, was that, Shefty looks terrific. He looks great. You have kept yourself in excellent shape. So if your confidence wasn't already high, it certainly deserves to be. Well, I appreciate saying that. I've certainly been in better shape. Oh, we're going to go show the video now. (laughs) I've been in better shape in my life, but I am going to be 56 years old next month. Uh, I try to stay in shape. I try to watch what I eat a little bit. Uh, I do love to eat and sometimes I eat too much. But again, working out, exercising, very important. I wish I could do more of it. but I do enough of it to be in as okay a shape as I am. I think okay. you're doing great for yourself, Shefty. And uh, you are like Josh Allen level of good shape, in my opinion. And let's talk about Josh Allen, because Josh Allen, of course, is a major question mark for Sunday against the Vikings. Do you have any sense about whether we will see the Bills all-everything quarterback? Well, Phil, I, look, listen, let's go with what we know okay. about this situation. What we know is he's got an ulnar collateral ligament injury. What we know is that it's not as bad as the one that he had his rookie year when he missed four games. We know that he didn't practice on Wednesday, the first day. We know that Case Keenum would start if he can't, that Case Keenum would be going up against the former Vikings team that he's once a part of. And so my guess is that they need that arm to flare down, to calm down, give him rest, because Josh Allen, frankly, will help determine who wins the AFC East 
who gets home field advantage in the AFC, and potentially even who goes to the Super Bowl. That's how important his right elbow is. And so it's more important, I think, for them to rest it, make sure it's right, and hope that Case Keenum can pull out a game while you need him. But I also will say that I think Josh Allen thinks that he's got a decent chance to play on Sunday. So I don't know where it's going to go. I know it could have been worse, not as bad as it could have been, but certainly something that worries you considering how significant he is to Buffalo's hopes and their fortunes in terms of winning that division, trying to get the number one seed in the AFC and trying to get back to the Super Bowl. You know, Shefty, we have MLB free agency upon us. And maybe besides Jacob DeGrom, that's the most valuable right elbow in all of professional sports right now is Josh Allen's, given how much he means to the Buffalo Bills. Not the only starting quarterback, though, that was unavailable for practice. Arizona and Los Angeles play each other this weekend. They both did not practice yesterday, but both starting quarterbacks, Matthew Stafford and Kyler Murray, would have not practiced if they actually did. Do you have any sense about whether either of those two could be available on Sunday? Well, before I answer those questions, I want to get to one more thing on Josh Allen. What's amazing to me is on Monday, I had five people who rostered Josh Allen reach out just panicked about their quarterback. And it shows you the hold that fantasy football has on people because these people were like, what what do we got? What do we got? I actually heard from other teams too, like how bad do you think it is? But there were about five fantasy football managers that were panicked about whether or not they were going to have their quarterback. And even yesterday when I posted on Instagram that he's day-to-day in the words of Sean McDermott, one of the first comments was from a follower who said something to that. I need him for my fantasy team. So I just think it's so funny, the reaction it elicits when a player's hurt. It used to be back in the day that people wondered whether their favorite team would have their favorite quarterback, and now it's totally different, and people are so concerned about their fantasy team, and it's why this show and this podcast even exists. Now we'll get on to Kyler Murray and Matthew Stafford. And Matthew Stafford, listen, there were people I know who spoke to him on Tuesday didn't even know he was in the protocol until Sean McVay revealed it yesterday. Now the tricky thing about that is you never know if a person's going to get worse as the week goes on, if he's going to improve, it's hard to predict the stages of concussion protocol. But he came in this week, earlier in the week, didn't feel exactly right. They entered him into the protocol. He finished the game last week. Doesn't mean he's going to be able to play this week. And I think anytime you've got a guy in the protocol, there has to be some question as to whether or not he's going to be available for the upcoming Sunday. If he weren't, then John Wolford would start. Colin Murray, I think it's a similar kind of deal. Hamstring that does not seem to be overly serious, but he's a scrambling quarterback, a running quarterback. We saw Russell Wilson miss a game with a hamstring injury. And so if he can't go, uh, then they'd have to turn to Colt McCoy. Maybe we get Colt McCoy versus John Wolford this week. That's the matchup I think a lot of people would not have expected. I think both guys right now, Matthew Stafford and Kyler Murray, fair to say on Thursday, questionable for both. You know, Shefty, earlier in the show when we were sort of talking about just the very limited information that the three of us had, Mike Clay and I are playing each other in a two-quarterback league matchup this weekend. My quarterbacks are Lamar Jackson and Mac Jones. I picked up on the show John Wolford and also Colt McCoy because those are the only two quarterbacks that are available in our league. It's a dynasty league, so a lot of quarterbacks are already rostered that might 
start this weekend. If not them, I I think I might. I don't know. I might just like out of respect for what he's done for me, like the league and and his history in fantasy football. I might just add Peyton Manning and Drew Brees and just start them because I'm telling you the options are thin here. Uh, one more Shefty on the injury but, but, front. But before before you get to that, reminds me of a story in our war room league. Yeah, it was a few years back. It was late in December. And I remember Matthew Hasselback, the former oh, yes. Colts backup quarterback, adding Andrew Luck later in the year. And everyone was like, Matthew Hasselback, what's going on with Andrew Luck? And, you know, we've seen Mort add Tim Tebow late in the year, thinking Tim Tebow got it. So people like to play around. And if you want to pay tribute to Peyton Manning, that would be an excellent way to do it, Field. You know what? It's been a weird week for the Colts. Might as well keep it rolling here by playing Peyton Manning, longtime Colt, in my <laughs> fantasy lineup. Uh, speaking hey, of- hey, maybe Jeff Saturday can convince him. To come out of retirement and replace Sam Allinger. I mean, we've seen stranger things in Indianapolis. We sure have. And (laughs) one thing we haven't seen, unfortunately, Shefty, for a while is Jonathan Taylor on the field. But he did return to practice on Wednesday. Is your early guess a read that he'll be available against the Raiders? They sure need him. I was was told last week that he wouldn't play this past week and he would play the next week. Now, I've been told that about players before. And the week goes south and it doesn't happen. It doesn't pan out. But I can tell you that there was a belief uh, going into last weekend that he wouldn't play, and he didn't, and that he would be available this week. And so far, the fact that he was a full participant in practice on Wednesday is an encouraging sign. Who knows what we're going to get out of the Colts offense on Sunday. We have no idea what's going to happen with that. But, yeah, I think that they are optimistic, hopeful, and plan to have Jonathan Taylor behind center, which they certainly could use. You know something, Shefty? Here's how bold and audacious I'm feeling. I predict the Colts will convert a third down this weekend at some point Ooh. during the game because they didn't Ooh. do so last weekend. 0 for 14. That's just remarkably <laughs> bad, unfortunately, for the Well, what did the Raiders Colts. do? What did the Raiders do the week before New Orleans? It was yeah. like 0 for 12 on third down. Bad, bad. So I guess someone has to win on Sunday. Maybe these two teams find a way to a draw, a 6-6 tie on Sunday afternoon. Well, so Las first Vegas. things first, field. someone has to convert a third down on Sunday, yes. and then someone has to win. I think it's possible. We could have a 6-6 or a 9-9 game, nine, double, pocket, pocket nine, so which is a good hand in, in, in poker. Not a great football score, though. Uh, Shefty, as always, we appreciate you joining us here. We'll talk on Sunday fantasy football now. We can... Relive the misery that was my week nine long shot pick as once again, you get the win. Yeah, and I've already, I think I already got my guy for this Sunday field. Oh, I think okay. I already got my pick. That makes and me nervous, we, though. That, I don't like it when you feel confident on Thursday. I like it when you're on Sunday morning. <laughs> you're, you, you and I are texting like, what are you thinking? I don't know. What are you thinking? Like that the element of certainty makes me very uncertain about my chances. Well, let's put it this way. I'm going into Sunday thinking I have a guy. We'll see the news that develops. We'll see the conversations I have. But going in, there's a certain team that told me about a certain player at a certain point. It just kind of stayed with me. And I think this is the week that this guy has got a chance. So if that's not a great tease to watch Fancy Football Focus on Sunday at noon. I don't know what is. I was going to say, well, you know what it is? I will reveal mine right now. Mine's Peyton Manning, as I just mentioned. So uh, Peyton is my long shot, and we'll see whether he outscores whoever the mystery man is here for Shefty. As always, we appreciate you. Have a great rest of your Thursday, and enjoy Panthers and Falcons tonight. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. All right. Appreciate Shefty. As always, we're going to come back and preview some games. But first, Daniel. Yes, Field. I mean, Mike. 
Yes. <laughs> you want me to reveal uh, Adam's, Adam's long, long shot? shot? <laughs> yes, please. I have some guesses. All right. Let's not do that. But I will tell you um, something you could be doing while watching Right now long while shots. you're drinking this? No. You could, not something, right now. But something that you can be drinking while listening to long shots. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, around yeah, yeah. Noon. Noon's okay, right? For a Miller Lite. Absolutely. I would say so. Breakfast beer. All right, here we go. Football season brings back many traditions we know and love. Touchdown dances, the yep. pick six, game-winning field goals, uh, Lions wins. Yeah. What are those? Whether it's wow, traditions. Last <laughs> yeah. Last week, there's one. Whether it's traditions we actually experience or ones we hope to experience, watching it all with friends and a cooler full of Miller Lite is the play. The action on the field is reliable year after year. Pair it with the most reliable light beer every Sunday. Game time is Miller time. Miller Lite will make you the most popular host around. The low calorie count and dependable taste make it a can't miss. Miller Time means good friends, great beer, and football all Sunday long. Since 1975, Miller Lite has been a mainstay in the stadium, at the tailgate, and in your fridge. With only 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12-ounce serving, your only concern is the next third-down conversion. Your Miller Lite tastes like beer. Because if you're a beer lover, you don't want watered-down flavor. You want the original light beer. Football season brings back the big hits, so reach for the biggest hit of them all, Miller Lite. You can find Miller Lite pretty much everywhere beer is sold, or go to MillerLite.com slash FFF for delivery options near you. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories and 3.2 carbs for 12 ounces. Yes! Really good. Way to stick the landing. Hey, CSX Transportation is an industry leader on the move. The railroad company has immediate openings for freight train conductors. Join the CSX team and start your paid on-the-job training today, earning nearly $25 per hour with no degree required. If you're safety-focused with a passion for great service, you've got what it takes to move your career forward at CSX. Apply at csx.com slash careers. That's csx.com slash careers. CSX is an equal opportunity employer. Mike, I'm pretty sure that you, Al, and I need to reach out to CSX to see if maybe we can have them sponsor the CSX CSSDFS. <laughs> That's perfect. We're doing this. <laughs> what else can we get in there? Uh, can we? Know. Yeah. yeah we'll we'll have to it. find something. That'll be something to work on. All right. Let's do some game previews as game a reminder. Game Baltimore Ravens, Cincinnati Bengals, New England Patriots, and New York Jets are all on by this week. I miss so you, Joe. We're going to talk about the Seahawks at the Bucks. First lineup locks for the Seahawks include Geno Smith, Kenneth Walker, Tyler Lockett, and DK Metcalf. Although Whoa, is there a, a great game? It's a great game. Ooh, this yeah. is like the opposite of what our Thursday night football game looks like. In all, all honesty, Mike, uh, any wide receiver cornerback matchups to? take advantage of here. Yeah, in this just, game. just keep an eye on DK Metcalf usually lines up on the left side of the formation out wide. Jamal, Jamal Dean is on that side okay. for Tampa Bay and he's been fantastic this season. The Bucks have allowed the fewest fantasy points to that spot. So maybe again, DFS, little downgrade, but sure. season long, you're starting him. It's DK Metcalf. He's fantastic. Yeah, Mike he, Evans has been on the injury report. Sounds like he's good to go though. Just sort of managing something right mm-hmm. now. Love that. Love that. Okay. So Leonard <laughs> Fournette, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, they are all starters for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as well, which means Tom Brady, the guy throwing him the football. I want to throw this one stat out there, okay? Over his last five games, Tom Brady is averaging a touchdown pass mm-hmm. every 60.5 attempts. So one a game, basically, for him. Yeah, that's that's the, yeah, that's because right. that, that's the reason he's still hanging on the QB1 radar is because he throws so many passes. If not for that, uh, he'd, he'd be nowhere close to startable Four in fantasy. over his last five games. Right. What do you think about this matchup, Mike? Are you scared of it? Like, they have the Seahawks have had really good production from mm-hmm. their two rookie cornerbacks. Tariq Wollin has got four picks. Kobe Bryant has got four forced fumbles. Mm-hmm. Like, they've been really good. 
Yeah, only I do think okay. though that this is a team that Tom Brady can get things going against. You think so? Am I crazy? Well, yes. I'll say this: there has been no real ceiling for quarterbacks against Seattle, right? So at times they've struggled. We remember the Lions game. Yep. Uh, earlier this season, Jared Goff. That was Week Four. Yeah. He is the only quarterback to go over 19 fantasy points against wow. them. So are you think about what Tom Brady has done? He hasn't had a top 12 since Week Five. You don't. You feel like there's probably not a ceiling. What are the odds he gets to 20 based on what he's done and against this defense? Wow. Without that upside, do you chance it? You put him in there. I, I don't. I don't know if you do. I, How do you know? You've got freaking Mike Evans and Chris Godwin like there. That's the thing. Yeah. They're both underachieving too in fantasy because of this offense. It's it's been really disappointing. So, so frustrating. Um, I think he is borderline because of that pass volume sure. and because of the pedigree to some extent from what we've seen with this offense. And but no uh, Lamar and no Joe Burrow. Rough. Nope. But, you know we got to look and, at everybody. Yeah. And because. Just, it's kind of the same thing like we've talked about Daniel Jones, right? Like there's just so many. It's, it's the same thing we talked about weeks ago. It's, there's these quarterbacks from like six through 20 yeah. and they're all in the same little tier and bucket. And you just kind of, I think pick the, one. I think the reality with Brady, maybe I'm wrong here, but it feels to me like at some point these games with 50 or 55 or 58 passing attempts with 250 or 270 or 300 passing yards, eventually one of them is going to coincide with three passing touchdowns. Uh, you sure. think, right? Agreed. You yeah. think it just has to happen. And like, if you go back and watch every snap of the Bucks games, they're not playing well offensively. I'm not trying to tell you they are, but I, how many like just missed touchdown mm-hmm. passes has mm-hmm. Tom Brady had this year? I'm not, I'm not taking them off the hook. Trust me. I need them. I'm like, Evans didn't help him out in one of right? those, yeah. but, yes. but still but you examples know? that like you need Tom Brady to convert these plays. It hasn't happened at some point it will. And I don't know if it's the German soil. I don't know if it's the fact that they maybe turned the, t- the, the, the tide of their season around last week. Gut call me. Yeah. Gut call me. All 20 right. plus fantasy points. For I will say this. Right. I have no analytics on German soil. So I got nothing <laughs> there. It has been a while on a board bet. Anybody want a board bet? I think t- Brady goes over 20. On yes, I'll totally yeah. okay. do that. I'll take it. I okay. A double board bet. All right. Yeah. Here we go. Double board bet. Here we go. You guys go first. I'll go first because it's one me. All, All right. right. I say Tom Brady scores over 20 fantasy points on Sunday. I say Tom Brady scores under 20 fantasy points on Sunday. Put it on the board. That was close enough. We got it. good at the end, right? I like that we both plowed through in spite of the fact that we took different paths to get there. Yeah, if you're when in doubt, just go for it. Process of a result of our process. That's right. All right, let's talk Lions at Bears. We just we talked a little bit about the NFC North North yesterday. Lineup blocks include Amon Ross, St. Brown, and Justin Fields. How can it not include Justin Fields? So good. By the way, did you know that there are at least three sets of brothers whose teams face each other this Sunday in the NFL? No way. Amon Ross St. Brown and Equinemius St. Brown for the Bears. Uh We've got Dalvin Cook and James Cook for the Bills and the Vikings. And Nick Bosa and Joey Bosa. Obviously, Joey is on IR, but still Mm -hmm. Chargers versus 49ers this Sunday night. So very friendly, uh, family-friendly affair this week. And speaking of which, the Lions were kind of part of that within their own home last week with the two Zilstra brothers getting called up together on the practice squad, Shane and Brandon. And by the way, Shane scored. Yeah. How cool was that? that? Yeah. I love that. What did that. Every, every Lions tight end scored after they yeah. traded Hawkinson? Like, or two of them, I it guess. It was weird. <laughs> I moved James Mitchell up to tight end 24, only person that had James Mitchell ranked, and he got in the end zone. So I don't know. Maybe so you were too I'm low the on James him. Mitchell yeah. whisperer. But yeah. Yeah. Why do you hate uh, Why do I why hate, do you him, hate this him this week? Yeah. Uh, IBM Watson Insight of the Week is performed informed by IBM, and this week the focus is on DeAndre Swift as he is a hot commodity this week. It means he's being included in a bunch of trades. In large part, 
Because nobody knows how to be able to value him going forward mm-hmm. for the rest of the season. And it's such a difficult thing, not just to figure out, are you going to start him this week? Yeah. But do I potentially move him? Because you don't know what you what might be giving up or what it is that you're getting. So, Field, where are you at on DeAndre Swift? So I'm lower than Mike by eight spots. I've got him as RB23. Mike has him as RB15. And here's the reason why. Just what you said. We have no idea, right? Yep. Dan Campbell has already made it clear they want to get more work for DeAndre Swift this week. Mm-hmm. But so... The threshold of last week, hey, more than last week is more than nine snaps. Right. Right? So if does nine snaps. Wait, not nine carries or nine routes. No, nine snaps. Nine snaps. Nine snaps. So does that double? If you got 18 snaps of DeAndre Swift, how comfortable are you starting him? I think the answer is probably not super comfortable. Is it triple? If you get 27, you might feel pretty good. Um, Does it quadruple? Okay, then we're back to like, you feel great about starting DeAndre Swift. I just don't know the answer here. I, I also think that... Even if they do play him more, they're going to continue to be smart. And while it may be a little bit annoying for fantasy purposes, I know that it's like definitely some of its outlier stuff. But like I, I have Jamal Williams as a legitimately good goal line runner. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's just like randomness that he gets those carries and he converts them. I think he's good at it. Like I think yeah. he's just got good instincts at the goal line. He's obviously a powerful guy as well. They have a good offensive line when healthy. So. Those are the reasons why I've offset the value for DeAndre Swift. I'm eight spots lower than Mike. Mm-hmm. That's all fair. I mean, there's not too much more I could add other than even when he's been limited, he continues to deliver in fantasy. He's he, still he finding the end points zone. last week. He, on nine snaps. Yeah. he was, he I know, was right? this close to getting in the end zone, though. Right, right. He's just been so good. And just the fact that he could play more is enough for me to keep him in that RB2 mix. He's just such a really good player and so productive. And then you just don't deliver. I can't Every do single it. week, he's, you're not starting him. No, but I think this is one of the things I want to say this. And and I think this is more of the emotional side of football. I'm already watching the Detroit Lions. And I know as a Lions fan, Mm -hmm. if I watch DeAndre Swift get nine snaps and I start him in fantasy and he doesn't play well, it's like a double whammy for me. So there's like very legitimately this emotional hedge for me that if I have somebody else I feel more confident in. I just don't feel super great about what Mm -hmm. the, uh, the way that they've used DeAndre Swift. And and if they get more time. If we see him gets used more, that'll change. Yeah. But I'm worried about what happens if he tweaks something in this game. And then I just started him. And now what I thought was going to be more snaps, it's like, okay, well, now he's out altogether. Yeah. So yeah. clarity. Sucks. Fair enough. It's definitely a tough one to navigate. It will say this Chicago has not been great against running back. Seventh most fantasy points allowed. A lot of big games to that, that position. Yeah. So that helps it. You feel a little bit better if you want to consider him for your Jamal flex. Williams a starter for you guys this week, or, or at least yeah. a flex play in that same area. Yeah, I think so. Twenty four carries last week. That was the season high for him, and that was with. I mean, granted, he was limited, but Swift was active and part of the offense. So uh, I don't know how you bench Williams just based on how often, like you said, he finds getting in the end zone. Yeah, and yeah. I played against him last week. So you, you know, know going of course, off. of course. <laughs> All right, let's talk one more game here. Texans at the Giants. Lineup blocks include both of these running backs because they're freaking superstars. Damian Pierce and Saquon Barkley. You. Uh-huh. Love both of those guys. Injuries include Brandon Cooks. Field, is Brandon Cooks going to play? So this is a weird one. It's an injury, technically, but, but, but it, not really yeah. an injury. So the Texans did say he's expected to return to practice this week. His, My guess is he'll play. His emotions are injured. His heart, his, his is heart, injured. His heart is hurting. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you know what, Brandon? You're a Texan for the rest of this year and maybe next year as well because you signed an extension six months ago that you could have said no to if you really wanted to have the opportunity to play did he get elsewhere. Paid? Was that big hey, money? He got paid big money. He got paid like $36 million bucks. Like... I feel less bad now. I know the teams are not always loyal to it, but I do think when you sign like a big money deal, like you should have a bit more patience than six months. Yeah, so. same thing. It's not like any of us went into the season expecting them to be a juggernaut offensively. Yeah, you know, like, this can't be totally shocking, this development. Yeah, yep. oh, I don't get it. But, but I will say, though, as we discuss the value of Brandon Cooks, that like 
I would have thought he'd be higher than wide receiver 33 on my board mm-hmm. uh, coming into week 10. Mm-hmm. Remember, he didn't play last week, but in the six, in the last six games that he's played, he's only been over 12 points once. Mm-hmm. So it has not been a, to Mike just said juggernaut, it's not been a juggernaut year for Brandon Cooks in any way, shape, or form. I thought Davis Mills was better against the Eagles last week than he had been previously, but it hasn't been a breakthrough season for Davis Mills, which is why I think there are better options than Brandon Cooks. Yeah, and it's a tough matchup too. Giants fifth-fused fantasy <laughs> points to uh, wide receivers, and he could draw a shadow. Adore Jackson, mm-hmm. when he has shadowed this year, has been pretty good. He's played very well as the number one there. Uh, I think he'll shadow him in this game. That means probably three-quarters of the, the route, so it's a tough matchup. And I mentioned earlier in the show, Daniel Jones under squirrel stock. We all have him ranked inside our top 10, in part because of injuries and where things are at by weeks with, with everything. So, yeah, like yeah we're Daniel talking Jones. about. So you got to figure that there are two guys we usually have ranked at Daniel Jones that are on a bye. Burrow and Jackson and Burrow. Yep. And then we talked about Kyler. He would be ranked ahead of him. We don't know on him. Josh Allen, he'd be ranked ahead of him. We don't know on him. Stafford, not as much. Um, and then like the usual suspects of quarterbacks that are question marks. Mm-hmm. But that's so, four guys that are out that you would count on, not including all of that, like mm-hmm. the fluidity that we just see at the quarterback position. Yeah. Yep. I'm, yeah. Jones is kind of a mid-pack fantasy option. If you rank him one to 32 right now with all them guys out, he's... He's a streamer. He's yeah. an option, at least. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. All right. That's going to do it for today's show. This All is right. a good Thursday. Had a ton of fun. Is it Thursday? I don't know what day it is. It is. It is Thursday. We're, ha- we're past halfway. You've got to stay after and do another show with me. It is the right, the whole season. how fast it goes. Yeah. Right? yeah. It's but, crazy. But then again, like it'll be like two weeks from now, I'll be like, oh, I'm just so tired. Like, Please get me <laughs> the off season. After that Thanksgiving turkey, then it's like, oh, here we go. Now, I always say, like, the, the cool part about after Thanksgiving. We've talked about this. Yeah, it's great. First of all, you like the hill, you're on the backside of it. Yeah. And then, like, I'm not quite ready to like look at like mock drafts. I mean, I, lo- I love mock drafts, but like draft orders are tough, right? Because it's like, you know, ESPN, FBI predictions, which are great. But it's like, you know, a team gets hot and all of a so sudden they move from change. pick three to like pick 12. Mm-hmm. Also, you've got teams that like New Orleans could win their division. Right now, they're sixth. I hope not. As I, an I know, fan. of course not. You don't <laughs> want it. But like they go from sixth to like 18th in the draft. No, no, yeah, higher yeah, than yeah. that in the draft order, yeah. right? Who was it a couple of years ago? Oh, it was the, um, wasn't it the year that the Giants and Eagles the year that that division was like really crappy, right? And there was the infamous yeah, like week seventeen. It, it was like, maybe. yeah, but it was like the Giants' draft order it was like they were obviously fans were bummed that they didn't oh, win that's the what division. It was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. it was like their pick went from like twenty second to seventh or yeah. something. Yeah. And like probably for the long term health of your franchise, having the seventh overall pick is more valuable than getting summarily dismissed yeah, in the yeah, first yeah. round of the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. I hope that doesn't happen to the Detroit Lions. No offense. Not that I didn't want them to make the playoffs, but I would think I would rather have one more like high-end draft pick, maybe grab a quarterback in this year's draft. No big Dude, deal. What if the Pistons and the Lions both got the number one pick this Stop year? Stop it. And you had Victor Wembenyama and whatever quarterback you like most in your life. I probably would do almost You'd anything. You'd move I, back like, home. And honestly, like, I, yeah. I would streak from here to Detroit, like <laughs> all the way to Ford Field. All right, sounds a like a thing for being naked on ESPN programming. So. I just I, apparently listen, that's a trend now. I've learned it from Adam yeah. Schefter. What do you want me to say? You started it. Well, we got Schefter. <laughs> We've our pool, the pool videos. You have to get it on the pool Yeah, we got to get. Have you been shirtless on the air yet? Nobody wants to see this. I don't know. Field, you want a button? Just one more. Just a little tease. No. Maybe Friday. Two buttons are appropriate. I think two buttons are appropriate. I love it. That's gonna do it for our Thursday show. On behalf of Field and Mike, David Presley, Brian, everybody on our show, Kyle Sapi. We love you guys so Hold much. On. Before we go, can I have like 30 more seconds? I have as many yeah. seconds as you Okay, can. and I hope everybody's still listening to yeah. us. Tomorrow, Friday, November 11th, 
is our annual celebration, Veterans Day. Daniel doesn't do the show on Friday as he is getting much deserved ready uh, readiness time to get prepared for Sunday. But you guys all know that Daniel served our country nobly and capably. We love Daniel for so many reasons, not the least of which is his service to our country. That's the derivation, the der- the derivative, whatever that word is, of Secret Squirrel nickname. It comes from that. Mm-hmm. But Daniel, we love you. We appreciate you. And if there are people man. out there that are serving, have served, or will serve, that are listening to this podcast, we love you and appreciate you as well. And hopefully, hopefully we get you 60 minutes a day of a distraction from what we know is much more important matters. But we know we're thinking yep. about you and we're thinking about you again tomorrow. Appreciate you, man. Love you, buddy. Love you too. Love, you, love both of you guys. On behalf of everybody, don't forget to love, your ch- love each other, be kind to yourself and Field and Mike and Stefania. We'll see you guys tomorrow. I'll see you on Sunday. CSS, CXX, DFS, DFS. podcast <laughs> coming up next. All right. That's it. <laughs> We're getting that sponsor. CSS, CSX, DFS podcast. Yeah. Uh, with uh, Chuck, special Chuck, guest was, was Mario. That, uh... Mario. No, stop, stop it. If you need a stick of tide, Field is your guy. If you're in Bristol or in Farmington, you should find another ride. Candidly, he hates Mike Clay. And you know that it's a fact. He's on TV every day A spicy tomato who's got the stats And tweets that'll make you laugh He's our favorite host